a dragon, and a pegasus talk football. What could go wrong or possibly right? Howdy, everyone. This is Nanny Jones with the Furries and Football Podcast. We're going to talk all kinds of fun stuff that happened last week in the world of college football and the NFL. I am, of course, joined by Zeus Pegasus. Zeus, how are we feeling today, buddy? Ready to start off another week of football, and also oh. hype for a trip. I'm taking out west for a wet, uh, wedding on the west coast. So, oh, well, where are you I'm going? In... At? Where are you going on the west coast, my guy? Um, Los Angeles again because Ooh. I got a wedding going on there. Yep, um, that's pretty neat, my guy. Got a cousin that's uh, getting married at the uh, Museum of Aviation, in Santa Monica. So, very excited to see that. And to recap, we what has been yet another crazy week in football. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk. All kinds of things from the Steelers and Ravens game, Dolphins and Giants game. The Cowboys having a rough time. We'll preview week six, talk about our pickums, And we'll talk all things college football. Let's first jump into our big college of football matchup uh, last week. Uh, that, of course, was the uh, the always a good game. The Red River, Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas it was a beautiful day at the Cotton Bowl perfect for some great action however the number 3 Longhorns go down to the Sooners as Dylan Gabriel proves to be clutch he marches down the field and gets the touchdown with 15 seconds left to Nick Anderson as the Sooners won 34-30 yeah and first of all kudos kudos to the entire Oklahoma staff cuz they were doubted all year after the horrible, horrible game that they suffered last year at the hands of these same Longhorns. But on my dad's birthday, they showed up. They proved why the Sooners are still the class of the conference. And um, for Dylan Gabriel, former UCF gun, happy for him. Happy that um, that he's succeeding over there. And um, he, the drive he led uh, to, to have Oklahoma in scoring position, phenomenal. And that last play he made in a pocket that was like, crazy small going over line because he's not he's not really a tall guy but his poise and the way he just commanded the offense really happy for him so uh what a game both teams should definitely um are still in condition to play up my opinion but um this is the sort of game i like to see in rivalry games yeah and for ucf like i do hope they find a new rival here in the big 12 but because i do miss that aspect with mm-hmm. the cows from usf but um hey uh Great, great to see this. Great to see this. This is what college is all about. Uh, one day, I like to feel the energy of a stadium that packed and that energetic. Cause that's just insane, man. So, oh yeah, game game of the week. Great, great job on both sides. But very happy for the Sooners uh, for getting a, getting the dub, the birthday dub for my dad. There you go. Hey, there you go. No, they played. They played a good game. I watched bits of that game. One of my good friends, Mister Serpentis Slayer, huge OU fan. So I know big about all of the guys on Oklahoma just from playing him in the league that we're in and just from being around the guy. But um, now they played a good game. I think I agree with you, man. Like Texas, I think still has a shot to get in the playoffs. They're five and one. OU, I think definitely could be a, could be a contender as well. If they keep on rolling, uh, just a good game, no matter what. And I think it's going to get even more intense with these two going to the sec next year. Yeah, they're going to need it, and I think both teams are definitely well-equipped, even though all the SEC people are like, nah, man, they're going to get destroyed. <laughs> but let me remind you, SEC fanboys, oh, God. your conference <laughs> is top-loaded. Don't deny that. It is very top-loaded, and you're bringing in some other blue buds that can essentially compete day one in that conference. So I don't want to hear it, 
Um, be careful. <laughs> for yeah. all the bottom feeders in the SEC, you might have even a worse time trying to get out of the, the cellar. But we'll leave it for next year. I'm just glad this game happened. Oh, yeah. Good game, of course. Uh, there was also the stuff, too. The Colorado Buffaloes, of course, they've had a rough two weeks. They had that really heartbreaking loss to Oregon where they got destroyed over at, at the duck pond that is Autzen Stadium. However, uh, Spencer San- oh, sorry, Shador Sanders, not Spencer Sanders, Shador Sanders and company. Sticking at Oklahoma State there. But Shador Sanders set leads a game-winning drive as Alejandro Mata kicks the game-winning 43-yard field goal as Arizona State falls to Colorado 27-24. The Buffaloes lead the desert victorious. Did you see his celeb- He After that game, did you see his celebration? He's like walks over and starts flexing his watch on the student Yeah, section. I did. Like, bro. Okay, let me just show off this NIL money that I got. Dude, hey guys, <laughs> showing off. Like, I mean, he's he he's got like his dad's like renegade energy. Like I I I thought of his dad when I saw that. I'm like, bro, you got your dad's energy. Like just, you know, you look good, you feel good, you know. But so, I have to wonder, like, do they allow watches like that on the field? Like, I figured that I, would be something. I thought I thought they did it, weird. man. I thought they did it. I, I I was like, wait a minute, why is he wearing a watch like that? I don't know if the uniform rules change, but. I mean, with how the end of the net with the name, image, and likeness stuff, man, it's crazy just seeing a quarterback rocking a watch like that on the in in game, in game. Yeah, a little wild and a wild finish to that game. So glad to see Coach Prime the boys get that monkey off their back and um, show that yeah they can compete in this conference. Just had tough luck against the top two teams in the conference. This of course ends an eight game losing skid in Pac-12 play for Colorado. So. I mean, they'll still, they'll, 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 like you said, I think, you know, with their record, I think they're, they're still going to go bowling. I think they're still good. I think if they get a good class, especially on the defense side of things, we could definitely start talking about uh, Pac 12 championship contenders. Right now, it's a three way tie between USC, Oregon, and Washington. They're going to be pretty far away from that, at least possibly until next class. Uh, they're still on track for a good year, though. Well, they won't be having these opponents because they're going to the Big 12 next year. Oh, so. that's right. That is right. Yeah, but even then, I still think they can compete in the Big 12. It's going to be a wide-open conference with Texas Oklahoma leaving. So, you know, um, I think they'll be competitive. I think the Big 12 next year is going to be the most competitive league from top to bottom. Mm. Um, for sure. Like, every everyone's pretty balanced. Um, everyone can make a run. Um, and anyone with the right class and mix, they can – you know, get to the playoff, especially when they expand to 12 next year. So, again, we will get there when we get there. We we will indeed. Uh, one of the other big, this, listen, I so I was working when this happened, all right? So I came back. Uh, I came back uh, to um to, to see the high, this Twitter. Twitter was losing their mind over a mistake. Oh, my goodness. Can we, can I talk about this real quick? This is just uh, insane. Let's talk is, about Miami and Mario Cristobal. Is this what we're going to say, buddy? No, no, no. I was about to say, you take it away because never, ever in my in my life watching football have I ever seen something so bonehead and dumb as that. But please, now, here's the thing. tell me what you saw. Here's the thing that I, I want to first say. I have always thought Mario Cristobal is a good coach. You know, if you look back at his coaching history, he was the second head coach in Florida International's history. Led FIU to their best, their best sec record of success. Recruited T.Y. Hilton. 
you know so he he brought fiu to their first big well-known success when they won the little caesar's pizza bowl in 2010 and had a conference championship in the sun belt then he went to bama and was really good at recruiting there he was he's a great recruiter he coached at oregon he's a darn good head coach like i'm not thinking away anything from him that being said he made the dumbest decision of all time so let me let me break the scene for y'all if you haven't watched this so Miami, ranked Miami, looking pretty good this year. Um, they they had a wild turn of events in their uh, game against the against Georgia Tech. What ended up happening was they 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 Georgia Tech punted the ball. They were down to them by three, so it's twenty to seventeen. Yes, and so you know Tech calls. Their last timeout, all right? Tech calls their last timeout with 118 to go. Now, at this point, you know, when I, if I'm a coach, you always go, knee, you need the football, right? You take a knee. For some reason, Donald Cheney Jr. runs for two yards, and they still give the ball to him on the next play. Now, Zeus, I'm sure you remember the miracle at the Meadowlands back in the NFL where the Giants hand the ball to Larry Zonka. He fumbled. And Herman Edwards scored the game-winning touchdown, right? Back in, like, the 70s? Yeah, legendary moment. Legendary but, hey, moment. That's... But here's the thing. I can somewhat excuse that. Because this was in an era where kneeing the ball was not a big thing. Back then, it was you took the snap and you rolled on the ground. That's what you did. They give the ball to Cheney again on the next play. And the college team going, I'm surprised we're not seeing a knee here. And he fumbles. And then in three. Disaster. Tech recovers. And then Tech throws a dot of a touchdown. Haynes King to Christian Leary for a 44-yarder. They don't get the two-point conversion. but and, and Tech upsets Miami. It's like, what in the world are you thinking not going for a knee? I understand if, if you're playing a video game, you want to get those stats. Fine, don't go for the knee. But in real life, come on, take come on the knee. It's I don't get you done fucked it up. <laughs> exactly, like it, it. It's one of the most mind-boggling decisions because, like, in 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 an era where you know you can take a knee when you've up by a lot, you can take a knee. He did. He didn't do it. And here's the best part. This isn't the first time he did it. He did the oh, wow. exact same thing back in 2018 with Oregon against Stanford. Uh, Oregon was up. They were ranked uh, 20th against the top 10 ranked Stanford Cardinal. What ended up happening was they were up 31-28, ball near midfield. Cristobal mm -hmm. could have had Justin Herbert take a knee, run the clock down to 16 seconds left before punting. Stanford had one timeout left, so I mean you could you could have pulled it away, but hey, you would have gotten them like limited time. Instead, he gave he let he handed the ball off to CJ Verdell at the moment, but then he fumbled. He That's... fumbled. Stanford took possession, drove to the gate, the tying field goal, and the Stanford Cardinal won in overtime. I don't get how you do that. Like, is this just arrogance or just absolutely what metric does? It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no football IQ genius moment going on around here. 
It reminds me with how like Brandon Saleh loses games to the Chargers. Yeah, I know he's he's an F coach, but come on, man! Like even the most even even the couch um, coaches out there playing Madden know better than that. It, um, it's ridiculous. It, it is. It's and a lot of fans are like, "What the heck is this?" It, we it were is. about to have a, a matchup where we're gonna go up against Florida State and probably have college game day in town, epic matchup. But no, yeah, you blew it. Yeah, it, and it just. It's one of those weird things, like I said, like Cristobal's a really darn good coach. I've always felt he was a really darn good coach. And it's like, why would you do that? And here's the thing, too. Miami has not lined up in victory formation any of its five games this season. Now, if you look back at some of the games that Miami has had this year, you know, let's take a look. They beat Miami, Ohio, 38-3. They beat AM 48-33. Bethune-Cookman, 48-7. Temple, 41-7. Like, those yeah. are blowout games. So I can somewhat get, hey, look, not needing the ball entirely, but, like, this is a one-score game. Just just take your dub. Just just, 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 just take your dub. Now, take the dub. I'll say this, too. Why Sorry, why more complicated? Yeah, I'll say this, too. You know what's crazy? As I've seen Miami fans argue he was down, but it's like, dude, you can argue he was down and you can blame officiating, but it's like, it's still a dumb decision no matter what. Yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, a lot of people who are high on Chris Ball, they're, they're already calling for his firing. Like, it, a play like that can ruin someone's reputation. Yeah. You, you had a great season, you know, rolling. And now, how's this going to spiral? Are the players going to start questioning his decisions? Like, it's insane. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, but, yeah, it's... That's crazy. It, it's, it, it's inexplainable. It's inexcusable. And if I were a Miami fan, I'd be highly embarrassed of what happened there. Yeah. The players the players deserve better. They do. And it's just, it, it's insane. It, it's, it's just crazy to think about, like, how you would even do that. I guess maybe they they don't have a victory formation because there's no V in Miami. I I don't I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, that's what happened with Miami and Tech. Uh, another big game that we talked a lot about last week: A and M and the Crimson Tide of Bama. The poise of the Bama receiving core is something else, man. Uh, the Tide batted down the Aggies as Miss Reveille did not get a win for the for for the Aggies. The Tide win twenty six to twenty. Yeah, close game. I was watching this a little bit during dinner um, at the boathouse with my dad, and yeah, um, they 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 were just figured out. Like Bam made adjustments in the second half, shut down that A and M offense, and they couldn't do anything else at that point. So yeah, kudos to Bama to getting a strong road win. But I think the the road to get into that top four is still rather rough. And I don't know, man. Like I was hoping A and M could put the dagger in Alabama season, but we'll just have to wait a little bit longer for that. I can I can feel that man. Tell you one thing, Jalen Milrow played a decent game at quarterback, twenty-one for thirty-three, three hundred twenty-one yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Darn good game. I'll say that I, the run game is very off. I feel like they ran for only forty-five yards of Jace McClellan, but I think you know some teams start off slow, and I think you know with with them adjusting without Bryce Young, it's gonna be a mass. It's gonna it's a big adjustment. But their passing attack definitely looks the part. They definitely got them going. You can always count on that Bama defense at some point, too. So, good, 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 close, close win. 
uh, for the Tide. They go to 5-1, and 3-0 and in the conference. They're still in it technically, but uh, another loss could mess up everything there. Uh, we'll take a look at the AP uh, poll because, I mean, there's, there's, there's some big shakeup, of course, with the Associated Press uh, polling. Mm-hmm. Of course, Georgia and Michigan, Ohio State and Florida State, your top four. But a big move, Oklahoma jumped seven spots to fifth. Texas well dropped deserved. six spots to ninth. Do we have anybody new? Louisville jumped 11 spots to 14th. Big, big. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, big jump for the Cardinals of Louisville. Uh, Wazoo dropped 6.6 down to 19th. Notre Dame dropped 11. They are tumbling after that loss to Ohio State. Kentucky dropped four spots to 24th. And Miami dropped eight spots, just barely getting ranked. How about this, though? We could see, if, if things go right for these two teams, uh-huh. Wyoming and Air Force in the top 25. Wyoming. Does that yeah. state even exist, Zeus? <laughs> yeah, who's heard of Wyoming before? I know they got the big win, I believe, over Baylor early on this year, but still. Um, rankings, rankings continue to surprise. And we are, I believe... Um, I want to say two weeks away before the college football playoff poll is released, something like Ooh, that. Yeah, something like that, so, yeah. So we're not too far off to seeing what the committee actually thinks, because I doubt, I mean, I'm sure the always the first poll is going to be the most controversial when it comes out. But as far as what I'm seeing here, yeah, it's pretty pretty fair movement. Um, I'm, I'm still a little salty at Kansas there, but we'll get to that I game. Feel, um, I feel that. I feel that, buddy. Uh, Wyoming, Air Force, Yeah. Who knows? Um, Tulane's still hanging around in there. Um, there are no group of five teams that are ranked. All of them are gone. That's just... Well, of course, it's because Wyoming beat Fresno State. And I'll tell you one thing. I'm always a big stickler for Wyoming, even if their state may, may or may not exist. I've always been a fan of Craig Bull, their head coach. He was the guy who led North Dakota State to their big success uh, mm-hmm. into the FCS powerhouse they are today. And he also is the guy who... Uh, managed to recruit Josh Allen when nobody wanted him uh, to Wyoming. So, I mean, I think, you know, Bull's a good coach. He's got – he's had some struggle course. You know, you got to recruit guys to Wyoming. It's a challenge, but he's played well. Uh, he's coached, coached well, I say, but he's got the team that have one start. Shall they continue? And see how these polls progress. We could see some unique teams getting ranked. Uh, there's some big matchups next week, though, that could shake up these very, very – very rankings. I mean, big one I can think of, you know, Pac-12, Oregon, and Washington. You got Michael Phoenix, Michael Phoenix Jr., and you got Bo Nix in a big battle at Husky Stadium in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, that's certainly going to determine who's going to be in the front lane uh, for the title game. I don't think the Pac-12 does divisions anymore. It's still the top two teams. No, they they don't. They, they I think they did away with divisions uh, not too long ago with um, – not too long ago. Yeah, they did win the division. So it's the top two teams. So it, it's a big game. Big game for both teams. You know, a win here could get could get you sole possession of second place. So it's a big, big deal. Bo Nix looks to continue his bodacious Bo campaign to try and get a Heisman nomination, which possibly could happen with how well he has played. Miami oh, yeah. will look to rebounce, rebounce back against uh, North Carolina. Who I'll say this. I'm not a big UNC guy, but UNC is... 12, 5-0, 2-0 in the ACC. 
yeah, they've been a surprising um, contender in the ACC. So this is certainly Miami's last chance to make some noise this season. They dropped the ball literally <laughs> last week. So um, we'll see if they can bounce back. And I, I'm sure they can, even though it's on the road. It's going to be much harder for them to go out there and get that get that dub. You know, I keep thinking about the fucking knee thing, Zeus. You know what's the best part is that um, in my league, I, I took I faced Miami, actually. And I was yeah. doing a practice game against one of my league buddies, and he and, he, and we were, he was leading with Miami. He goes, "Now I'm gonna do what they shouldn't have done." I'm like, "What?" And he shows up in victory formation, <laughs> and I start <laughs> dying. Like, oh my god! Now I'm gonna do what Miami should have, what they can't do in real life. Like, oh god, you little goofball. Um, what matchups intrigue you this week, buddy? Oh, man. So currently looking at the top 25 matchups here. Um, actually, put a sucker on Ohio State-Purdue. I sniff a trap game right here. Because you in, really? I do. I do. Um, Purdue has somehow had Ohio State's number this past, um, I think, five or six years. Um, whenever Ohio State's season's been derailed, it's usually been at the hands of the Boilmakers here. So I know not a lot of people are circling this on the calendar, but again, Ohio State has not been impressive. They pulled away in fourth quarters, but they had never had a dominant game this season yet against decent competition. So, yeah, I'm watching uh, that game. I, I think that might be a game that surprises a lot of people. They got a Hudson card at quarterback does Purdue coming off a rough loss to the climb to 325 guys in the Iowa Hawkeyes. I just love that thing. Oh, my God. Besides that, uh, you got Oregon State and UCLA in a big game. UCLA, UCLA trying to keep it going in the Pac-12 uh, against a good Oregon State. DJ Uyghalele playing really darn good football. And, um, and this is, you know, I'll show some love, Zeus, real quick, to a really good group of five matchup. This tonight, oh, yeah? uh, tonight, Liberty and Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, of course, in their first year as a D1 FBS opponent. They are 5-1, 3-0 in Conference USA, led, of course, by former Michigan head coach Rich Rodriguez, if I'm not mistaken. And so it's going to be a solid matchup in Jacksonville, Alabama, between two really solid Conference USA teams. So that's a matchup that I am oh God. I got to look at. There's a game at. tonight? That's so cringe. On a Tuesday? <laughs> Zeus, don't a you? On Tuesday night? Zeus, I don't know if you know this, but like I want to say it was like last week, someone said that like, we're going to have like, 49 straight days of football. We're going to have like 49 straight days. I can't remember like when it began. I want to say it was like Thursday or last Wednesday, but we're having like 49 straight games of football. Days of football. Man, if, if I'm this team and I just had a game last Saturday and I had less time to prepare for next week, I'd be pissed. Oh, like, dude. I'm wondering what their schedule. Yeah. Like this is insane. A Tuesday game. I mean, I get, a Tuesday game is just wild to think about. It's a lot of Conference USA and Sun Belt matchups that are being done uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Probably for money reasons. Like those leagues have to survive. So it's like, well, we got a slot on Tuesday. If you really want the TV money, I'm like, okay. I just want some Thursday action, man. That's what I want. <laughs> Besides <laughs> that, uh, that is a look at some college uh, football games. Real quick, Zeus. You know. It's been rough for your nights lately. Uh, talk about what happened uh, against Kansas, my friend. Uh, do I have to? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to if you want to, but, I mean, go right ahead. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, boy. Um, 
this game absolutely changed the perspective of the whole season. Um, going in hopeful that we could compete already in the Big 12. And reality sets in. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, first off, um, I think a lot of this does have to do with some coaching decisions. Like, mm-hmm. having John Rice Plumbing out there and limp off the field after uh, four series, um, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. Um, they rushed him out there, and it just definitely wreaked the desperation to um, really get back on track. But, oh my gosh, we have no line. You have We're no line? Under telling. Our defensive line? Manny, yeah. This team allowed 399 yards of rushing. Ooh. Let me repeat that again: 399 yards of rushing allowed. Jesus. That is beyond pathetic. It's like we're just in given divisions already. It's like they're facing an FCS school. We do that to Kent State. How do we do that to us? It's 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 crazy how this team, which. I don't think we're devoid that much talent. I think we're still pretty stacked on the ball. Yeah. Maybe not to power five levels, but where's where's the coaching? Where's the tackling? Where's the gap assignment? Where's anything remotely on this defense? They could not do anything to stop this Kansas line. And it was embarrassing to watch. I couldn't watch. Like after after the first half, I was like, this is bad. I feel that I don't I I don't recognize this team anymore. I, I don't recognize anymore. the fire, like it's just gone. Um, to just be completely ran over like that. And I don't know, man. Like, a, a loss like this on the road, it makes me look at the rest of the schedules. Like, are we going to win a game this year? Like, this team, um, they yeah, they play better at home. Yeah. They have winnable games at home. But I don't know, man. If they're going to keep allowing rushers like this um, for the rest of the season – that's going to obviously demoralize your defense. And then we have an offense that cannot get out its own way. We've had 22 penalties in three games. We've had 10 turnovers. And it's just like, it, it's it's just a, a cavalcade of mistakes that I don't know where one goes to fix it. Thankfully, there's a bye week to address some of these things. But, um, oof, like I hate to say it, man, but is it time to start considering we may we may have made a mistake hiring Gus Malzahn? Really? Like it is a it is it is a big topic and chatter in social media platforms and people that I watch. Um, there is a lot of doubt, and the guy just got an extension to twenty twenty six, five and a half million dollars a year. Mm. So he got a pay raise. Um, terrible timing, by the way, after that That's Baylor game. Terribly but. timed. Oh my god. So everyone is soul searching right now on the night ten. Um, granted, they're going to be motivated as hell to, bring, to, to to stick it to Dylan Gabriel and be competitive in that game, but I don't think so. Like, Oklahoma is clearly the class of the league, and we're going to get destroyed. <laughs> I, uh, I I feel you, buddy. I want to ask weeks. you, I want to ask you real quick, just a quick question. Like, did they start Plumley? They did. They started him. And then Plumley's like, I heard something pop in my knee. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's, oh, uh, shit. God. You rushed him out there. That's he's not healthy. That's rough. That's rough. And especially with like this Kansas team. Like I'm looking at the box score right now. They didn't even start um, Daniel. No. They had they started Jason Bean and like that they, makes it even more embarrassing. Yeah, they started Jason Bean who only threw for 91 yards. They did a ground and pound attack. And I think 
you know, like I said, like, I think I said this a lot too, like, last week, you know, you're going to get your licks in this league, you know, it's your first year in a power five. I mean, look at, um, look at Sam Houston State, you know, Sam Houston State's playing their first year as an FBS team. They yeah. are, they are a good, I know them from being a very, very, very good, um, FCS team. They're 0-5 right now. They are getting their licks in FBS play. Uh, after finishing their last year at FCS with a five and four record, two years off of being the champion of the WAC and make, making it to the FCS playoffs, so uh, the way I see it is that you know it's gonna be a rough year for you. I think I think you know you're gonna just you're gonna learn. You're gonna take your yeah, licks and I, just learn. Get your footing better. You know what I mean. Yeah, I I don't mind losing games. This is the yeah. way they're losing games. It's like uh, I who get is, you. Who is this team? Um, how are they going to bounce back? Like this is this is definitely the turning point of the season. And I hope that um, I, I honestly at this point I will be ecstatic if we end up six and six and we are going to a bowl. That is that is the goal. That's the focus. That basically translates to win your home games. Yeah, win your home games or at least win two out of three, um, and steal a road game at Cincinnati. Like I think that. Even with the way they've been pushed around, they should, they should be better than Cincinnati or Houston, and we should give um, either West Virginia or Oklahoma State a, a rough time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like uh, this team, uh, they have they have a lot of questions to address, and I understand that it's the first year in the Big Twelve. The only thing giving me solace, all the newcomers in the Big Twelve are struggling. We're a combined one eleven right now over the first three weeks. In Big 12 play. So, um, yeah, so we're not the only team struggling, but at the same time, uh, the games they're playing are closer than the games we're playing. At least that's how it feels like to me. Like, this is, this is not good. Like, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be, you know, we're the youngest program to rise to power five status ever. Um, so I know we have a lot of good recruiting classes coming in, and I know Gus Malzahn's seat is not on fire. But I think right now it's starting to warm up. So, you know, if 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 we're at this point next year and we're three and three, we're losing games in similar fashion with better recruits and stuff. I don't know if we survive since the end next year. Like, Coswell fan bases are impatient. Very people are already screaming about this. So, um, I mean, obviously charge on. But for now, uh, let's see how the rest of the year plays out. Because the way I see it, the, the way the team that came out. This Saturday, they're going three and nine. If that's the team I see going oh, yeah. forward, they're not winning. They're not winning a rest game the rest of the season. Period. That was pathetic. Well, we'll see what happens with the rest of the nights. That's the night update from my buddy Zeus, and we'll jump now until they can look at the NFL Week Five. Uh, would you like me to talk about the Steelers first? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. I've never listen, Zeus. I love and I hate this goddamn team because we don't score a touchdown for six for sport like several straight quarters of football going back to that Texas game and we win. T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith put the teams on their back though, and I want to put this out too. Uh, fucking, I have a mixed feelings, Zeus, because I'm sitting here like. There were multiple fired Canada chants during that game. Matt Canada, uh, tweet at me. I know you have a burner account, Matt. Come, come at me, bro. At me. Uh, besides that, the thing is, is that 
have you ever wanted your team to lose before zeus like you're like i i want them to lose they get like they get rid of this guy have you ever had that before zeus a couple times yeah i know that feeling i i had that and i felt so bad for thinking about that so when Pickens scored my first thought was oh god we're winning a game no now they're gonna keep canada longer oh my god by the way i want this out too I saw I mixed. Like, I'm like, we won, but then shit! He's gonna still be here. And here's the even worse thing. This is the most damning thing of all time, Zeus. Are you ready for this shit? Yeah, go ahead. I'll have to link this to you. This is pro I probably retweeted this a little on my Twitter account. Uh, but I kid you not. Matt Canada, when Kenny Pickett makes, I'll tell you this right now, he made a great throw. If you watch the plays with a touchdown on, it was a great throw to Pickens. He audibled. And you heard him go, Randy, Randy, which means to shift the blocking a little bit. Randy means to, Randy means to the right, Randy to the left. I learned some football stuff from Triasex. And it was a great pass to George Pickens. I love if they gave him the ball more, he can be one of the best receivers in the NFL. You know what Matt Canada does? He what? doesn't even react. Everyone around him is losing their mind. Like, like they're they're going crazy. They're losing their mind, and he has this look of, yeah, what we scored. Like he has this. <laughs> no, I kid you not. I just he I looks like a dead man walking at yes, that point. I linked it to you, and like everyone else is like, yeah, we scored. Then the guy next to him taps him on the shoulder because guess what? He was on TV. The camera was live on him. They put it there on CBS. He's like, hey, man, you're on TV. You're not even reacting. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's like, that is so damning. He, was, he wasn't happy that his young quarterback made this great throw to win the game against our, the, the Ravens. What? Yeah, you should be, you what? Should be yeah, joining Steelers Nation. Dude. And... Where's the emotion? Like, it seems yeah. like he's kind of just collecting a paycheck. Believe me. And I think, and I know why. Because Kenny Pickett audible. He audible the play. From what he explained, it was actually, that route was supposed to go to Allen Robinson. But he saw something and audible the play so that instead it would go to Pickens. So, smart read by Pickett. Pickett, 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 Pickett. Kenny Pickett looks so much better than he did last week. But it's like, it's a mixture. Of me. Like I, we beat our rivals. I get bragging rights. Yeah, but it's but then first, it's like, why? Do we first just, place. For we're first place in the fucking AFC North with the worst, with the second most points allowed in the division. I uh, I I really understand it happens. And no offense to you, but I think the Steelers are like the second worst team at division. Understand how first place. This is this is how it works, all right. Mike Tomlin hires terrible assistants, and his offense, his defense is relying on high-end talent and splash plays. He does they his opponents continually do stupid shit against the Steelers. You do nothing for most of the game. You make splash BS plays to win, and you just repeat, 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 repeat. It drives me crazy. But I think we're gonna go to Shell Purple. I can still pull a better <laughs> offense than Matt Canada. I tell you it's right now. Without Kenny Pickett could play, if we lose like, like Tom Brady out there, then that means the Steelers will go to Shell Purple. 
It's yeah, 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 yeah. I just tell yourself that. I want to say one thing too. One more thing before I go to like, defend my guy. They finally played Joey Porter Jr. Did you hear me, Mike Tomlin? Because I remember talking about like they won't play Joey Porter Jr. They finally let the man play. And what does he do in man coverage? Gets an interception. His first career INT. Better than Patrick Peterson and your washed up pass. So like I'm actually very happy. I'm I'm a mix. So like I love the win, but then it's like we have to deal with this coordinator for another goddamn week. Another week of this coordinator. Another week of yeah, I'm gonna go watch my team. I wanna kill myself. Then we won. That is how a game works. And it was the most Pittsburgh Steeler game of all time, I feel like. We did nothing. We get bailed out and we win. I like the win. I don't know if we're on Super Bowl realistically, but I mean, I want that OC fired so badly. I want him gone so bad. Yeah, he's definitely holding back uh, Pickett. Because Pickett, um, he's got potential. Yes. Oh, yeah. I just don't see it with the schemes and the routes that are being run. And play calls. I'll drop his numbers this season. I mean, it's nothing too crazy. Five touchdowns, four interceptions, a passer rating of 78.8, 1,027 yards. There's definitely, he looked a whole lot better. If there's one thing that he worked on that I saw in that game, we remember, I remember the Texans game, like he spun out of non-existent pressure and spun right into a, a defensive end. And that's how he got hurt last week. So like, I like that. I like that a lot that he's like, you know, he's not getting rattled too quickly by pressure. If he keeps playing like that, dude, he could turn a corner. So I'm I'm happy with that. I, I you know, I'm happy with that. It's just like I'm hoping for some better stuff. And with it, sometimes this could be the catalyst. You never know. But Zeus, why don't you talk to me about those Miami Dolphins? Ah, right. The Finns. What a bounce back week. Very, uh. Um, not, obviously not the cleanest of performances, but the Finns, they uh, beat up on what I argue. Sorry. The Giants, I think, are officially are the worst in the NFL. Oh. oh yeah. Like, I, uh, the, way, the way I've seen them play, that's a team that quit. That's a team that has all the talent that's being wasted. They're banged up. Um, and we just made it look like fools. Like, Miami played a C game. We mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes that will cost us games. Like, we had two a throw, really bad interceptions, including yeah. a pick six. We had uh, Mostert do a fumble, a costly fumble, again. So the second time in a couple weeks had a fumble that really ruined momentum. Um, And we had a defense that allowed Derek Waller to um, get a lot of key third downs and have me concerned about Fangio's defense a little bit again. But the Giants are going to giant, and they prove why, to me, they are the worst team in the NFL. And even with the time possession advantage, the turnover battle won, um, they just just screwed it up. And... Miami's offense continues to prove that, hey, that if you're not going to scheme right against us, we're going to find different ways to beat you. Case in point, David Achan, rookie MVP right here. What a stud. 11 carries, 151 yards, one touchdown. Through his two games that he played, he's averaging 12.3 yards a carry. That's insane for a running back. Yeah. He's just fresh out of college. He's... He's going off, man. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, my buddy Panda, I mentioned earlier, he saw him live against um, it was AM. Dude's a beast. I'll tell you one thing. He's been my favorite fantasy pickup because I picked him. So after that game he had against Denver, 
I picked up, <laughs> yeah. I, I picked him up in fantasy because I was like, I need some extra help. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He's not been picked. So I was like, I got to scoop him up right now. So I got him, and he has been like my fantasy weapon. Unfortunately, uh, Devin will, will is doubtful right now for the game against Carolina. which he, Yeah, he's not going to play. They, yes. they want to save him for the Eagles game. Understandable. And they, they expect him to loot, to miss multiple weeks with a knee injury suffered during the Giants game, according to Tom Palacero of the NFL Network. It's not season-ending, but it could fight him for a little bit. If they place him on IR, of course, he would have to miss at least four games. I mean, it's like just to give him credit how good he's been, he's averaging 151 yards per game over the last three weeks. And replacing mm-hmm. that is easier said than done. So just what in, it's a big thing there for your fantasy guys. But I like I like what I see from the kid. He looks good. Very, very good. I will see how yeah, it, most are plays. Go on, sorry. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the running back room. Yeah, if we lose A-Chan, fine. Um, we got a stacked running back room. Um, Mostert, I think, um, close is in the running back room. Uh, Ahmed should come back soon. Jeff Wilson Jr. should come back soon. Um, Chris Brooks can step in and make some plays. So um, Miami, they're they're set on offense. Like they're definitely they should definitely take care of business um, running the football. I just like that they're still balanced. Like they're able to. Um, go look at the stats real quick uh passing 302 rushing 222 um just that's what i like to see um that's something that damry never had he never had a good running game and now we have two up slinging it and we're keeping the pressure off him and um he's also not getting hit like this offensive line certainly been surprising all year so very happy with the fins they they came back tyree kill should easily be in the front runner spot i think for offensive player of the year Honestly, <laughs> um, he's like, let me look at the stats. He's at 651 yards through five games. Um, mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, some wide receivers don't even get to that point over a full season. And yeah. he's already here on pace to probably be, I think, the first 2,000-yard receiver. Cross fingers for that, but we'll see. We will indeed. That's a look at the fins. We'll take a look at some other stuff that happened last week. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is a crazy matchup that was had big that was big for a little bit. Uh, Jets and Broncos. Now this match was big because Sean Payton, when he got hired by the Broncos, legit called Nathaniel Hackett's job as the head coach of the Broncos. That it might have been quote the worst one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's not wrong. He wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett was not. I think I think again I think again they were trying to go for uh, Rodgers, but in the end, uh, they win. The Jets just the Jets defense is something else. Zach Wills didn't play insanely great, but if they give the ball to Brees Hall and take the pressure off him, he could play well. The Jets defense forced a lot. They forced a safety. They have forced fumble recovery. Forced fumbles all game long. So I mean. They played a darn good game. And how about, you know, the, the Jet legit said, like, let's win this one for Nathaniel. So, like, and Nathaniel Hackett was getting all these props on the sideline. So, that's got to feel good. Like, the guy that said you had one of the worst coaching jobs of all time, you did one of the worst, and you get revenge. It's so, like, it's kind of neat, I guess you could say that that happened. Uh, kind of neat. Yeah, but for the Broncos fans, um, just more of the same. Um, a cavalcade of mistakes. Let's, let's, oh yeah, Wilson. <laughs> he had a, he had a bad game, dude. Russell well, Wilson, twenty for thirty-one, one hundred ninety-six yards, two tugs, but he did fumble the ball 
I want to say he fumbled. He fumbled it. I want to say I think twice. I want to say twice. Yeah. yeah. And that's critical. So passing number wise, you know, it doesn't tell a story that he fumbled the ball and it's just, mm, it's, it's yeah. rough. It's rough. He, um, yeah, I think we're seeing the swan song of his career. Like I'm sure they're going to be tanking. They're going to take a top three quarterback and either they ship Russell out or Russell's going to stay on as they tutor the new guy who's going to be in, Bron- who's going to be a Bronco next year. So yeah, we will see what results from that. Um, uh, but for the jets, Definitely Steven salvage season salvaging. Yeah. Um, but the road ahead's not easy for them. They got a tough schedule. No. Um, I think the next couple of games they're at they're gonna they're gonna face the Eagles at home next week. Ooh, so God, that's big. That's, uh, big matchup. Yeah, but the schedule doesn't line up a little bit because they have the Giants, the Raiders, Chargers at home. And yeah, they so it looks like the middle of their schedule is pretty stacked, but then it does lighten up towards the end of the year. Oh, um, hey. See how they finish, you know. It could be a unique how they finish, you know, with Rodgers out. I mean, Zach Wilson could be fight, is be fighting for his job, maybe. So, I yeah. mean, hey. It's a great motivator. Love to see it. Other games? The Niners took the Cowboys to task, winning 42-10. to George Kittle with one of the crazier stats I've ever seen. Three receptions, 37 yards, and three touchdowns. As good God in heaven, the Niners remain unbeaten 5-0 and alongside the Eagles. Just dominant. Uh, there was the the Bills got bullied in 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 London. Jacksonville won big. Travis Etienne hundred thirty six yards. And I have a question for you, Zeus. You know the AFC East pretty well. What is happening with New England? <laughs> what is what are they? What is happening? Because like I didn't think <sighs> I thought the Saints would what? win, but like not like that. Like good God, what is happening? Yes. Karma, bitch. Karma. Hundred <laughs> percent karma. karma. Um, yeah, Bill Belichick is a dinosaur. Like he he as a GM has just not been good. He has not been replacing talent. And Tom Brady has disguised all of his bad decisions and personnel. Um, so it's just a mixture of the guy that thinks he can still coach like he did 20 years ago and win to the reality. And the reality is you can't do that anymore. And when you just become defensive-minded and you don't develop your QB or your receivers or get the right people around them, you're going to suck. And I already have the Giants as the worst team, but I'll put the Patriots at number 31 right now and then the Panthers as the bottom three. Uh, that was awful. Yeah. Like, the Patriots, the way they're playing, they're, that's the recipe for, like, a 3-14 three and th- a three and 14 season. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. it's, it is bad. Like, it- beyond bad. And dare I say, like, you know, the way I see it, like, the way I, like, I don't ever see Tomlin getting fired unless, unless he would have, he would have a really bad season. I feel the same with Belichick. If this year progressed in the really, really bad territory, dude, he could get He's going to retire. Yeah, he's going to retire and no, walk away, man. They, they wouldn't dare fire Belichick. No. no. Oh, my God. They, 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 the, well, I'm not sure the fans will crucify him, but the media will. <laughs> Like, they how would. could you? They, they but, could. Yeah, they could. But I think I think the debate's long settled now. I'm sorry. Tom Brady made Bill Belichick. Bill <laughs> Belichick did not make Tom Brady. That conversation is over. This proves it. Oh, that's what but, I would call the business of any spicy take, my friend. Spicy? Yeah, I'm spitting facts, man. Oh, yeah, Look at the numbers. <laughs> Look at the numbers. Like, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady is just average. Yeah, average to mediocre. He's had only um, one winning season, if I'm not mistaken, since uh, Brady left. 
Yep, and that was the first year of the Mac Jones era, the COVID year, mm -hmm. which a lot of people had disadvantages trying to recruit and train and not get sick. But yeah, um, Patriots, uh, they are done for. Like, I, I'd be surprised if they win more than five games this year. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Uh, that is a look at some of the matchups we uh, took, got our eyes on. Uh, let's talk about next week. I mean, Steelers are on the bye week. I don't expect much. I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna fire Matt Canada now. There was a rumor that he was gonna get fired. Actually, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, that like if they had a bad game, they would have fired him. Uh, uh -huh. That's. I don't. I'll be honest, man. Pittsburgh's. The, mo the, the most un-Pittsburgh thing I think I've ever seen Pittsburgh do is when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick for a first-round pick back in 2019. Like, I remember going, that's very un... Huh? And it's worked well. High risk, high reward. It's worked well. But it's like... It I don't expect to make a change. Nonetheless, uh, that is what I... I don't think there's going to be much. But hey, stay healthy. Chance to get yourself better trying to work some stuff for your next opponents. Pittsburgh will be back. In week seven of the NFL, they will take on those Rams in Inglewood. They're always up to no good. How do you feel about the matchup the Finns got next week against the Panthers? Oh, I thought the Steelers. Oh, it is Rams. I thought it was the Chargers for a second. Now you're good. You're good. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah. Um, this week, it's another opponent that I hope Miami does not overlook. Yeah, the Panthers are awful. Um, Bryce Young has been a massive disappointment this year. I think that franchise is still going backwards. And they're kind of stuck in this rut. So Miami, hopefully, if they play a clean game, they should put a 40-burger on these guys and just clean them out early. That's my expectation. Um, please play a cleaner game this week. Because if they, if, if I see the same turnovers and Tua making the dumb decisions again against inferior competition, I'm going to worry a lot for the next big test on Sunday night in Philadelphia. So um, I think they'll do it. I think um, they don't linger on their mistakes for long. I think this is a team that, is certainly starting to turn the corner. They want to prove to the world that they are a Super Bowl contender. So they want to do that. They got to take care of business, blow out the Panthers at home, uh, stay healthy, move on. So simple week, get it done, minimize mistakes. I'm, I'll be happy. Not bad, not happy. bad, man. Other matchups that are big to look out for this week, at least I see it, Lions and Bucks. Lions are 4-1 to start this year. They've looked good. Tampa's 3-1 under Baker Mayfield. Rain as the starting QB. Uh, you also have the three and two Colts battling the three and two Jaguars. Could be a rough game for the Colts. They did lose Anthony Richardson once again. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that gets your eyes loose for the matchup wise? I think the 49ers and Browns actually. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I know the 49ers. They look they look unstoppable. They look like the top team in it right now. But um, I don't know about their injury report. But let me see if. Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun should be playing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if he plays, then they certainly got a shot. That that defense. Um, yeah, I know. I know they shredded the Cowboys defense. Dude. I know that, but Ooh. Browns defense, I think, is better than the Cowboys defense. So um, they might they, they they might make some noise. Like that that's a, that could be a sneaky good game. Just could register. Be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Uh, uh, I just real quick. What's up? See how, oh, go ahead. Before I will I see how quick I did find the, I got the injury report real quick, Zeus. Uh, they do list Deshaun as questionable. So, but you know, I think he might play. I think he might play. Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But other other game, uh, Seahawks and Bengals. I think um, the Bengals are definitely starting to find their groove. Um, so that that should, that should certainly be a game they win. But the Seahawks are going to be a tough out. So 
that's definitely going to be a game much closer than that spread might indicate. So looking forward uh, to a game like that. Um, Ravens-Titans could be interesting. Like, how can the Ravens bounce back? Yeah. The Titans have been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. They're good one week. They're bad one week. They're good one week. We'll see what Titans team shows up that game. Um, and Cowboys-Chargers, <laughs> let the overreactions flow if the Chargers somehow uh, take it to the Cowboys here. But oh, yeah. look at that. Could be intriguing uh, for sure. Let's jump right into real quick our NFL pick. Um, a quick recap of what happened last week. Zeus went 1-3. His only correct game was, of course, his Dolph beating the Giants. Packers, of course, lost the Raiders, and the Eagles took down the Rams. Uh, I went 2-1 and one, uh, with the not picking the Niners and Cowboys game correctly. Jets and Broncos, I'll be honest, I thought that was a mix-up, honestly. But, hey, I made the works. And the Falcons, of course, did beat the Texans last week, so I lost that one. Our record now stands 6-7-1 for the Dirk and for the big horse himself. Zeus is 6-8. and eight. I mean, we're going to yeah, break had- past 500 Sunday, right? <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Um, you had the push right there for the Texans. They lost exactly by two. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's why it can be counted. So that's why it's a push. Push. Uh, um, makes sense. But, yeah, let's get to picking games. You want to oh, pick first, my friend? I can definitely pick first. Go for it. Oh, man. Like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of lines that have me worried this week. But I'm going to kind of follow a trend. Oh. Um... I am going to uh, pick on a bad team, and it's going to be the Bills and Giants. Oh, okay. Yeah. So 14 is a gigantic spread. I get it. But the Bills, against bad teams, they usually blow them out. And the Giants are just putrid. The Bills are pissed that they lost in London. They're playing at home. So I think this should be a good return to form. Like I know they're banged up on defense, but come on, the giants have nobody on offense to really threaten anybody. So I'm going to go with the gigantic spread. I think it's going to be an ugly game. They'll win by three touchdowns at least. Ah, it could be a darn good one. Well, that's an intriguing pick. My good friend, as for my selection, I'm going to go to a matchup of one and four teams, both of which I think are just trying to find their identity. The Vikings are struggling as are the Bears. Well, the Bears did win on a a big game from DJ Moore. Both of these two, I think, are starting to find their groove. The line is negative two and a half for Minnesota. And, you know, I would say, you know, Bears are still trying to find their stuff. Fields the field's looking better. Uh, but I say it's going to be a win for the Vikings at Soldier Field. I think I think they can I think they can win that game. For, for certain, I think they can win that game. Vikings have Vikings have the Vikings have the talent, I think, to win games. It's just the question now is, you know, the numbers that Kirk Cousins put up are great, but can he get them to the promised land? I think no, I don't know about that, but I do think he can win this game. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. What's your next pick, buddy? Oh. Man, this is tough. But 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 oh I I'm looking at this Ravens Titans game. Um, I think, yeah, I think the Titans. Um, they got the defense to definitely frustrate the Ravens, but so is the Ravens against the Titans. But they're banged up, and I think the Ravens will win this game. But I think by four is a little much. So I'm gonna pick the home team to cover here. So yeah, I'm picking on teams that performed badly last week. But hey. Oh. Um, Trends are important to track, and the Titans have been hot and cold, so I'm kind of counting on them to come back, make it a close game. 
Um, I'm obviously I would love for them to win. Um, but this game is the London game, so which team will travel better? I don't know. But for now, I'm gonna pick the Titans um, to keep this really close. Intri- I mean, I, 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 that was when I was looking at myself just for the uniqueness of this matchup with the struggles of Tannehill and you know, Lamar shaking off that rough game against Pittsburgh. Uh, unique one. I like it, man. I like that, though. As for my next one, uh, I am going to a big matchup in Detroit and Tampa. Uh, now, these two, I'm going to say this right now. You know, Lions, I feel like some fans are drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit too crazy, but I think the Lions legitimately are a good team. Buccaneers, I think they get overlooked because they got Baker Maple, but I think Baker, you know, he finally mm-hmm. has found the the scheme, the, the the guys that will work with him, support him. He's off to a great this year, as is Jared Goff, who I've never been too big on as a, as a quarterback in the NFL. Jared Goff looks really darn good. Jamugif is questionable, which is understandable, but D, David Montgomery is just kicking ass right now. He sure is. I I think that this is going to be a close battle. However, I think it will be the Detroit Lions going into Raymond James Stadium and jumping onto the pirate ship and uh, taking out the, the the swashbuckling swords away, and they will just not make them walk the plank into the into Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a Lions win with that spread of three points. It's not a big spread, and the Buccaneers, they folded the last time they played good competition, which was the Eagles in prime time. That was also uh, a yeah. scoragami, too. Okay, that was also a scoragami. That, that, that was a score that had never happened in the NFL before. So I love me some scoragami. What's your last okay. pick, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing between a couple games here. I'm looking at the Saints okay. and Texans right here because I'm like, the Saints, really easy to overvalue them after beating um, the second-worst team in the NFL, oh, which is the for sure. Patriots. for sure. But then the Texans, they play, play they play teams close. So I was, I was thinking about either that game or picking on the Colts because they're going to be without Anthony Richardson. Um, and the Colts always struggle. Um, it's, it's always a tough game. I know the Jaguars, um, they do struggle at Indianapolis, but they certainly had a decent history at home against the Colts. So, man, it's like, do I pick on the Colts with their quarterback and trust a Jaguars team that's starting to find their stride? Or to go with the Texans here. Mm. Ah, it's so tough. But whatever. Let's 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 give the Texans some love. Hey, it's okay. a small spread. Let's do it. CD Strider, do not disappoint me. Please. Please you know- remind the NFL that the, that the Saints are overrated. <laughs> and that you're able to no, no, no nothing against the Saints. It's just yeah. that people overreact. And it's just one week. Um, 